Welcome to the Date With Sense podcast. This is the place you come to have a fun, fruitful, and forward-moving dating experience towards marriage, or whatever your desired romantic constellation. I am your host, Taurus Sense, and I am here to help you, as a high-achieving woman of faith, attract quality marriage-minded men and confidently date for the romantic partnership you desire. And on this podcast, I'll be sharing my best practical tips, tools, and advice on how to transform your love life from the inside out so that you attract the best men and have the best dating experiences. You're already well-educated and well-paid. Now is the time for you to also be well-loved. Hello, queen. Welcome back to the podcast, girl. Where you been? Where you been at? No, I'm just playing. (laughs) I'm the one that's been gone. It's been a couple weeks. I have been on the road for a, it was a, it was actually a multi-city trip. And I started off in Charlotte, North Carolina. I went to go visit my sisters. One of them had just had a baby, um, the beginning of September. So I wanted to go see my new niece. And then the other sister, of course, she, like, she has a, a baby as well. And they're like five months apart. So I just was able to spend some time with them. That was awesome. And then I made my way down to Columbia, South Carolina. And that's where I I spent some time being a bridesmaid in one of my good friend's wedding. And y'all, how come I did not know what it took to be a bridesmaid? Like this was like, like I was a bridesmaid in my sister's wedding. But I mean, all she told me to do was just get my dress and just show up. But y'all, I had to do some real things as a bridesmaid. And (laughs) I had no idea this was involved, y'all. Please, as many as weddings I've been to, from my friends and my clients and families, like I, I still have not been like a bridesmaid myself. So, but I will say it was such a great experience to just show up for my friend in that way. And it was one of the most fun weddings I have been a part of. So, so I did that in Columbia and then I went all the way from the East Coast to Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona, and I attended a three-day experience with one of my newest teachers, uh, Perry Chase. Uh, I've talked about her before. She was introduced to me by my coach, um, Catherine. And y'all know Catherine does desire pools in my room on Fridays on Clubhouse. But um, Perry also did pussy. I I think I talked to you guys about that particular um, container. But permission was a three day experience all about full expression as a woman and being devoted to, um, the feminine energetics of that. And I had such an amazing time. My heart was cracked wide open like the whole time I was there and I was able to you know, just discover some things about myself. Um, when I was out there and one of the things that I discovered is that, you know, I, you know, my clients have kind of like 
this inside peek of what my life looks like and what it's looking like and and what it takes for me to be the woman that I am. But I don't really share outside of like my clients. And so that can cause some, how would I say, like some a gap between me and people and women specifically who need to discover me and my work and women, it it takes away from them being able to resonate with me from the get, like they have to get into my container in order to really experience me versus like, you know, me putting myself out there and allowing myself to be felt and seen. I have not been truly vulnerable on the outside. And so I think I, no, I think I am. (laughs) I've decided that I am going to start sharing more of myself publicly and so that you can really feel into the woman that I am, even if you never sign up for one of my programs, you can really see like my own journey and my own process and my own practice that leads to me becoming this woman. Because sometimes people are like, whoa, I've been following Tora for years. This is weird. She's different. And that's because you <laughs> you haven't really seen what I've been doing. So I'm going to give you a sneak peek of that. and um. So be prepared in like future episodes where I'm like sharing more of myself. And I think I want to start with, I think I want to do like a, a podcast digestion of uh permission, the experience that I went to. So anywho, today I have a clubhouse clip that I really want you to listen to and digest. It is in response to Tia and her husband, Corey, they have recently announced that they were getting divorced. And, you know, the the folks on the Internet is mad. They are super big, mad and sad and disappointed in in the uproar. And lots of people have lots of things to say about this. And I'm going to use this episode as an opportunity you know, as I share in this clubhouse clip as an opportunity to kind of give you guys a different perspective on how we can look at this and how we can learn from this and where our attention actually needs to be as we um, come across certain things like this divorce. So anywho, I'm going to let you guys hear the clubhouse clip and I'll be back. I don't want to have a discussion about it, right? Um, but I do want to add uh, my two cents since it's a heavily trending topic. And Nina has been, <laughs> I saw you posting on my page, Nina, the topics. Um, but the um, announcement of filing of divorce between Tia and her husband. First of all, humans are going to human. Humans are going to human. And one thing I noticed about humans is that we need to make sense of something. Like we need to make sense of things. And because we need to make sense of things, we come up with so many stories. Yeah, I knew it wasn't going to last because she was the breadwinner. And she picked him up from the bus stop. That's one of the stories that people have made up in their brains, even though neither one of them have spoken about what the specifics were. 
Another story was, um, yeah, he looked so disinterested in her. In the interviews that they did, he acted like he didn't even like her. So I can see why. And it's just like, it's all projection. You know, we can, we'll take someone's shyness or uncomfortability of being watched by millions of people and say he's, they're disinterested. <laughs> right. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just project. Yeah. He doesn't even like her. I saw it in his eyes. As we can see, people make up tons of stories. And a lot of the stories were centered around him not making as much money as her. Oh, someone else was like, he he couldn't deal with the fact that she was the star of the relationship. I'm like, it's amazing how many of you have been in their relationship, have had conversations with them behind closed doors. It's so amazing how so many of us know what is happening for them. It's so much. Shantae said he always looked mean to me. He, 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 seen, he just seemed straight faced. You know, um, I have a guy friend. It's so funny. I have a guy friend. And somebody that was um, one of his other um, friends told him like, yeah, like you're just, you don't have no emotions. You don't, you're, you don't have emotions. Like you need to be express your emotions. And I remember watching a game of throne episode with this person when it was a very violent scene. I don't know if you guys remember when Oberyn's head got smashed like a pumpkin. I knew the scene was coming up because I already saw game of thrones. And I looked at him and I was looking to see his reaction because that, that scene, I mean, messed me up. I was like, we have this type of stuff on TV and he didn't budge. But I'm telling you almost every day after that, he was just like, the next day he was like, yeah, I had a a nightmare. He's like, and then several days after that, he was just like, yeah, I've been really messed up about the scene. And I'm in my head, I looked at him. He didn't make any facial movements whatsoever. But now he's actually expressing that that bothered him. That he was bothered by that scene and he replayed it over and over and he was really messed up about it. But his facial expressions did not change when I looked at him. So one person saw he's not emotional. I looked in, I was like, that's a very emotional person because I had, you know, even though it was gory, I was not thinking about it for days later like he was. That's a lot of emotion there just because people don't express it the way we want them to. That's why we have to be very careful about projection. We have to be very careful about that because we come up with stories and now we make things mean something and people are making up stories about the divorce of why she filed the divorce of him the part the part he played in the divorce the part she played in the divorce we don't know shit but that they filed divorce okay that's it that's what we know and because we don't know that's all we can go by the fact that they filed divorce and that we should wish them well <laughs> and then there are people 
that well here's the thing someone said people in this world be in other folks business as if they don't have their own which i understand why people are talking about it like i get it right i get why people are doing this i get why we're so like engulfed in this i understand i also like and then people are like oh my gosh there's no hope for me if it doesn't work for them it it also shows the conditioning that we do have when people in relationships and that it has to be a horrible thing because they split it has to be a bad thing because they have decided that they no longer want to be bound in this marriage together. Christina said there's been four celebrities that filed divorce this week. The regular folks all of the uproar. We are. We are. It's like, because that ended, that must mean something bad. What if we decided not to make that mean anything? Because we don't know. What if we just decided that? On one hand, it could have been some, you know, horrible thing that they're doing this. And on the other hand, it could be a place of growth and understanding. Y'all, I saw this Instagram video yesterday of this woman that I follow on Instagram. I've been following her. She's been coupled up for some time now. And when I looked at the video, it was her and her partner and her and him. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. The video was so beautiful showing scenes of them loving on each other, having fun. And you would think that it was like this celebration, this anniversary celebration. But actually it was her announcing that they were decoupling and that they were their relationship was coming to an end. And it's so much love there. And it's coming to an end. It was such a beautiful video. Like I teared up at it of just showing highlights of them loving on each other. And a lot of people don't understand things like that because they're like, well, if you love each other, why won't you be together? I already told y'all how this love thing works and how being in love works and how we don't necessarily make like choose to be with someone because there's love. Okay. Choose to stay with someone because there's love. There's a difference between choosing to be with someone because there's love and and choosing to be someone because it's an alignment and in truth. And sometimes you could love someone, but realize it's out of alignment or not in a place of truth. When I read her caption, I was like, wow, this was very beautifully done. And I know a lot of people wouldn't understand it. I was talking, um, you know, I was, uh, was talking to a friend, me and her, we had dinner and she was telling me, like, I remember her, her divorce. I remember her divorce or I was, I was at her wedding and then I remember when she got divorced and she told me. That, you know, I saw the, you know, I saw her got engaged again, but I, I figured like, Hey, is, you know, I was just asking her some questions about it. Like you good on this. Right. And she was just like, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I'm, I, I love him though. And I'm like, you know, loving someone doesn't mean that you be with them. Like I've been in love. Oh my God. Sliding down the walls in love and have walked away. 
And she was just like, what? Why would you do that? And I said, because I don't, I, I don't think we should make decisions because we love someone. I think we make decisions because it's the truth, because it's in truth. We do all things in spirit and in truth, right? Because it's in alignment with who I am as a woman. Therefore, I can be sliding down the walls in love and then choosing to walk away. And that's okay. We don't have to make this. The world is ending because people are decoupling. I heard a lot of people say if their marriage didn't make it, there's no hope for me. Well, I need you to change your expectations. Your expectations shouldn't be to make something last. Your expectation should be to consistently make whatever relationship you go into a spiritual practice, learn from it, grow from it, seek wisdom through it, get closer to yourself and get closer to God. And if your partner is on the same track, you do that together. But we're not here to make things last. Now, does longevity come from what I'm talking about? Yes, it does. Longevity does come from that. It Like you take care of anything. Longevity comes from that. You take care of plants. Your plants, there will be longevity there. Take care of your car, right? Make sure the oil is changed, right? Make sure you're rotating the tires, transmission fluids changed out. Longevity is there. Take care of your body. Longevity is there. Longevity can come from that. But can't a natural disaster come and just destroy your plants? (laughs) Can you die even if you take care of your body well? The focus needs to be on the journey and not the destination. There is no destination. The only destination is, I could say death, but that's not it. That's truly not a destination. If we really think about it, it's not. There's another journey that happens after that. (laughs) So this obsession with things lasting forever is getting y'all messed up. There's not enough focus on your growth, your lessons, your expansion. There's not enough for that because we're so focused on making things last. You know what happens when you're so focused on making things last is you abandon yourself. And you know what happens when you abandon yourself? You simultaneously abandon God because you can't be connected to God if you're not connected to yourself. God is within. That's what happens when you abandon yourself. And people like to say, well, you know, back in the day, grandma and grandpa was married 30, 40, 50 years. Do you know what happened a lot? Self-abandonment, especially when it came to women, abandoning their desires, abandoning their true needs, abandoning their opinions. And sometimes that abandonment was for self-preservation because there was a time in history when it was illegal for us to be deeply connected to ourselves. We had to get men, our own husbands, 
to sign off on documents so we can get credit cards, so we can get mortgages. And we look at the fact that, oh yeah, 50 years married. Congratulations. It's amazing. And yeah, like anything in longevity that's healthy, it, it, it should be congratulated. But not in the name of self-abandonment. And we need to admit right here and now that a lot of these ancestors that we're referring to, there was a lot of self-abandonment there. There was a lot of ignoring self for the sake of making it last, for the sake of holding up a mass, for the sake of the children, for the sake of the family. It is really, really hard to create, to continue to create powerful people under you, right? That come from you when you're not in your own power. Like that's really hard to do. And so we think that we're doing people favors by making things work and last. When we're actually teaching them to abandon themselves too. And it's just, it becomes a legacy of self-abandonment. Of course, we got the education and the degrees and a lot of us are financially stable. But our asses, especially those of us in this room, have abandoned the hell of our, out of ourselves in the achievement of those things. We have. I know I have. I'm thinking, yeah, let me let me go get these three degrees. Let me go ahead and get this job straight out of school. Salary, benefits. Let me go ahead and buy these things. Get this credit score going, right? It sounds very successful. But abandoning myself the whole process, the whole way through. No boundaries. Ignoring intuition, right? Allowing myself to people please and nice girl the hell out of my life. All for the sake of degrees and education and, you know, accolades and accomplishments. And of course, it looks amazing on the outside. Looks amazing. Yeah, Tora, look at you. You got it out the mud. (laughs) So I do want y'all to keep that in mind. I know I'm ranting here. That when y'all see things like this that you are able to look at it from a a critical eye, a more mature eye, a more cultured eye. And there isn't this primal human unconscious victim conscious response. I mean, it's not going to work for me. It didn't work for them. He must've done something. It's because he was broke. It's like you're able to just notice that this is their choice and realize that you have no idea what's happening there. Okay. And as far as if they're not making it, you lost hope. Like, again, the focus should not be on you making anything last. Longevity does come along with tending to your garden. But that's not the focus. I I want you to kind of, and I'm going to use the analogy of a beautiful flower. Like we just, we just know 
we know these flowers are going to die soon, but our focus is not in the death of them. Our focus is not, I don't want these flowers. They just going to die anyway. Our focus is, wow, like these bring me so much joy and pruning them and changing the water and watering them, right? So maybe at new fertilizer. It's the beauty in the, in the, in the tending to it and the pruning of it. You know, that flower is going to die very soon, but that's not the focus. And so when the flower dies, no one is just like, man, this flower died. Like, there's just no hope for me just having beautiful, beautiful things. It's just, I just can't do the flowers because they just die. No, like you agree, like you really are just in tune with what's happening now and you're tending to what's happening now and you're focused on what's happening now and you're growing, you're growing here, you're improving yourself. And that's where the beauty lies, not making the flower last. I do want you guys to remain present. And when you're interacting with men, don't focus on making it last. Because what happens is that addiction to that future that doesn't even exist becomes a stumbling block for you to really create something beautiful in the present. We can have so much fun with intention if we just really stay in the present moment and just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, there's no... There's no forever, as in it, everything, nothing will pass away. Everything passes away. And actually, I remember my dad having me do word studies in the Bible. And forever has been, trans, like, literally seen as a word of infinity. But the Hebrews, that's have, the, the Hebrews translate forever as a specified amount of time. The way we see it now, you know, because words change meaning across language, across times. For example, faggot, it used to mean a bundle of sticks, you know, historically, but now it's become a slur. Words be changing over time and, and cross languages. And so forever didn't even mean infinity and beyond. But I'm not going into Bible studies tonight. I'm not going to do that. There was one, that was one good thing about my daddy making me <laughs> study every day. I used to hate it then. I'm actually quite thankful now. <laughs> it was brutal. Daddy, can I play outside? No, not until you read this and this and this dictionary and this concurrence. It's like, oh my gosh. I do want to read this, uh, this comment. Divorce can be a beautiful thing when done correctly. The separation of a marriage is like moving out of a home you've lived in forever. As you take out the things you shared, you also find things of yours that you lost. You toss things that no longer serve you, and it gives you the opportunity to see where things were and where they could have been. It's a learning experience. We take that knowledge into the world. And set up our next house with it. Divorce is the beginning. So it doesn't make me sad necessarily. 
they all they both have a beautiful opportunity. They could either learn and grow or blame each other. Time will tell, I guess. And I thought that was a very thoughtful comment to make in the midst of everyone, not everyone, but like the internet really getting hit by the news. I think the news is a a, the, a perfect opportunity to explore your attachments and to explore where you're distracting yourself from yourself. Okay. When news like this hits, it is time to turn the attention back to you because it hit you that way because something inside of you needs attention. That's the only reason why you were hit because something activated you and that something is within you and it it requires attention, not distraction, not arguing with people on post, not making tons of posts about it. Go into you. See what's there. What's activated within you. All right, queen, that is my share for today. I want to really reiterate that this episode is so important for you to digest and to serve as a reminder to number one, avoid creating stories for others from your own insecurities, from your own wounded inner child projections, because at the end of the day, we just don't know. And it just makes no sense to take someone else's situation and filter it through the lens of your own experiences and your own limited beliefs. Okay. Um, and number two, minding the business that pays you. And that is your business because the more you mind your business, the more you can create what you want in your life. As long as we're focused and have our attention on what other people are doing, it serves as a distraction to keep us from creating what we want. Okay. And number three, it's a reminder to be connected to the journey of marriage, the journey of the process, the journey of just the present moment, but being avoid, like avoiding being attached to the outcome of marriage because we don't know. We can't guarantee, uh, for the foreverness of anything. But the one thing we can do is always be connected to what's happening with us now. When we are married, be connected to what's happening at that time and cherish those moments, take the lessons, take the growth. And that is your best way to produce the outcome that you desire, even though it's not promised to you. Okay. I'm going to leave that with you and I'll chat with you soon. All right. Bye. If you thought this episode was dope and you learned from it, it would be amazing if you could take a screenshot, post, and tag me on Instagram at Torsense. I would absolutely love to connect with you over there. And if you're serious about leveling up in your love life, you gotta check out Curve to Cuff. It's my 12-week mentorship program for high-achieving women of faith who want to build a rotation of quality men in 90 days or less so they can choose their legacy partner in as early as a year. You can apply to join the next cohort at curvedcuff.com slash details. That's curved, the number two, cuff.com forward slash details. I love to have you join the next cohort of C2C. And remember, never settle. 
because you have choices. Choose how you want to love, choose who you want to date, and always choose to date with sense.